Welcome back to the Rural Roundup. This show is produced in association with the Scottish Government. On today's episode, George and Robert discuss the plethora of opportunities to get out onto other people's farms, to learn and get inspired. And we're joined by Kristen Blackwood, the producer of our sister podcast, Stock Talk, who chats with me and Robert about what's coming up in the year ahead. Let's go and join George and Robert now. Hi, Robert. How are things with you? Yeah, good, George. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Of course, yep. this week um, with no Tiffany. No Tiffany, yep. Big news for Tiffany. Are we getting married? Yeah. Sun shining. The sun shines on the righteous, so hopefully it's yeah. a, a great day and we'll see you in a few weeks' time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we've we've kind of reached that time of the year again, Robert. Um, busy spells are past. Calvin's over and done with. Lamins done and dusted. Um, crops are all sown and, and growing, well, beautifully now up here. It's, it's Everything's looking really nice. Um, the farming sector, it, it never, ever puts its feet up as such. Um, we've kind of reached the spell of the year. There's a, a lot of um, events going on, um, whether it's the local shows. And there's also a lot of technical events. It's a great post-COVID, you know, this, this, I think this feels like the first really normal year that we're back to lots of options for farmers to go to. And we, in, in our careers, we talk about CPD, continuous professional development all the time, and we're pushing ourselves on. And, and farmers don't have, for most don't have formal CPD, but this end of the year is when those technical days and those, those options do present themselves. And certainly with good weather on our side so far and, you know, time on more time on people's hands it's a great opportunity to get off farm and and get our head outside the box a bit and see um see how other people are doing it see what the future maybe yeah. looks like I, th- I think that's the attraction of a lot of these events is that a number of them are on somebody else's farm so you can see how somebody does something you know they maybe do things a slightly different way so there is a real practical messages to learn there as opposed to a, a webinar or uh, some sort of virtual learning or something like that, so it, you know they can see it, you know, for their, in their own, using their own eyes. It's 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 it's, it's a much better way of um, learning those lessons. Yeah, I'm I'm heading to Dalswinton next week to the the Scottish Beef event, and we were quite involved in in producing a bit of a flyer for it and a bit of technical information. And do you know it's amazing? You see that it's a fantastic estate, an amazing team of staff and owners, and a a fantastic place to go and see but at the back of it is a normal farm with normal farm problems and you know part of what we'll be discussing on the day is um fertility and calf survival and growth rates and all the stuff that's relevant to mm-hmm. everybody producing beef cattle beef and sheep across the country there's something relevant there and i think that's replicated right across all the arable events sheep events and things down the line as well as actually yeah. if you pair back the you go and see the the interesting place, the interesting story, but once you get into the bones of it, we're all fighting the same fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's very relatable, um, and they're, they're they're put on in such a way that that, that farmers can't ask questions. Um, you know, if, and, and certainly we've got, we've got the monitor farm program going again. Uh, there's meetings. There, I think it'll be their second meetings now happening. 
So plans will be being put in place, what people are looking at there. So again, that, that brings things to a more local level. Um, so they're going on through the month of June, I think, all over the country. Um, other events, I think there's one or two sheep events, sheep events locally. And there's certainly the, the arable events, Arable Scotland happens beginning of July. Um, that That's an event that seems to be growing uh, every year. Um, down your area, what, what's happening? There's heaps on the go. There's a very a busy fast calendar, as you say. The the monitor farm programs up and going, and great to see it back. You know, it's a, a great time to be involved in a program like that. We've also, you know, this, the whole fast connect program as well. So all these discussion groups have got running. Many of them are into their second year and getting much more comfortable with each other and much more comfortable with challenging each other, pushing each other on. And so it's a it's a and very interesting time to be farming you know it's a bit of a scary time there's there's, there's been cost inflation there's been uncertainty and but there's now there's got a uk government now really talking about food talking about capping the price of food and things and mm. that's a although on the surface sounds like a very worrying thing for a primary producer at least we're talking about food you know that that conversation about food at a government level hasn't happened for quite a long time and it's no. now happening to a real we should be quite excited that actually we're, we're having constructive conversations or the door will open towards constructive con conversations about food security and things and all these events and all these discussion groups and things are a real help and support to melt down ideas and, and come up with ways to take your business forward and also ways to lobby policy a bit and 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 open up to Scottish government and UK government as well. Absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm involved with Fast Connect groups as well. And, and they're at a much smaller scale, but they're a great example of, it, it, it goes back to the discussion group style I meet in. Uh, and even a number of these technical events, they have stations and such like that, that break things down into smaller groups to let people actually get involved and, and uh, um, you know, don't be scared to ask questions really that's 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 a big thing yeah i think these things the only the only silly question is the one that you went home and didn't ask mm -hmm. you took you took it home with you and didn't know the answer um, and usually in a room or in a a meeting environment the question that you answer and you're but you, the question you ask and you're embarrassed to ask there's a dozen other people want to ask the same question definitely so the more yeah. the more options we have to get out and about um, and that's where i think the covid thing we can now really put that to bed, that whole two-year period where we did things differently. We're back to doing things. But some of what we're doing is we learned from COVID, but we're back to the the real cool face, the good stuff, the face-to-face -face stuff, and, and the big social that comes with it too, because these days are educational, they're interesting, but they're also good fun. You know, it's good to meet people, good to see people and... Um, and engage with people again so yeah, yeah make, make gets, the most it, of them on their own it gets people off the farm as well and that, that, that's a big thing it's a day mm. away um and yeah, as you say it's sociable you catch up with people you haven't seen for a long time and post-covid i think the farming sector's doing a terrific job uh you know really getting out there again and and you know supporting one another of course we can't really have a podcast without mentioning weather and if it's a super day of weather the event goes all the better. There's a big crowd of people, and it's an absolute success. 
we were we had my son's first birthday party on on Sunday, so obviously we the the mums and the babies do the the baby things, and then the, the the boys drink beer, and it was really good to talk about how things are getting a bit dry, a uh, you know problems. A drought related problems but drinking beer warm in the sun is great it's much better than moaning about the weather wrapped up next to the fire yeah definitely definitely you may have heard george mention arable scotland there now in its fifth year arable scotland is the major arable field event for scotland and aims to bring together the key players in food production from farmers to distillers and exporters to demonstrate and discuss key industry issues such as innovative and sustainable farming. There will be tours of variety field plots and field plots showing alternative crops and agronomic solutions. Cover crops and soils will be a significant feature and there will also be exhibits of machinery, drones, robots and more. The arable conversations are one of the more established and successful features of the event where an expert panel introduce critical topics and the audience can ask questions and discuss. One of last year's attendees said, I really enjoyed the chance to engage one-to-one -one with experts and I took loads of great ideas home with me. If you're interested in attending Arable Scotland this year on Tuesday the 4th of July at Balrodry Farm in Bergowrie from 9am until 4pm, you can find out more about the event and book your place through the link in our show notes. We're joined today by Robert Ramsey, a Rural Roundup regular, and Kirsten Blackwood, both agricultural consultants in the SAC Consulting Air Office. Robert is the presenter and Kirsten is the producer of one of our FAS sister podcasts called Stock Talk. Today, they've joined me to tell me a little bit more about the work they've done recently on Stock Talk and what's coming up. Hey, Robert. Hey, Kristen. How are you guys? Hi, Kerry. Yeah, all good at the same. Thanks. Yep. Yeah, good. Thanks, Kerry. So tell me about Stock Talk. What, what is Stock Talk for someone who hasn't listened to it? How long have you guys been working on it? Where did the idea come from? So Stock Talk, st I started right in the middle of COVID. So Colin Mason, one of the vets in Dumfries and I were having a conversation basically about how how do we get messages out to the farming community? How do they get there? And the vet labs are there as partly a veterinary surveillance centre, but their kind of secondary purpose and, and for me, the primary purpose of them is for farmer feedback so what's happening on in vet labs what's happening on farms learning from other people's problems so Colin and I had a good a good conversation and then decided we would start recording a podcast didn't know how we were going to what it was going to be or what we, how we would pay for it or what would happen but we we did one and it worked quite well and the Faz Livestock podcast was born and then a year ago we created or just over a year ago a we formalized it made it um i think a lot better i hope a lot better uh, and stock talk was born and, and in that process it, we got a producer which is kirsten and they certainly from my perspective and and i think everyone else around about me it's been really good to have someone to organize me and to uh, really make the thing happen so uh, yeah certainly in the last uh, 12 months or so we've we've been uh, pumping out monthly podcasts and things have been going pretty well 
Kirsten, can you tell us a little bit about some of those uh, episodes over the last 12 months? What were some of your favourites? Yeah, so there's been a variety of episodes that are all, they're all different topics that they cover. You know, we've covered venison, so deer farming, pigs, poultry, um, beef, sheep and dairy. Um, so it, it's covered a lot. And one of my favourites was um, one with Cammy Wilson uh, from The Sheep Game, who spoke about livestock worrying. And um, it's just, it's something that, it can be hard to, to talk about and um, it was a good message to farmers on how to deal with it if it happened to them. Um, and yeah, obviously with Cammy's background in the, the police, you can wear two hats in that conversation. So um, it got the message across quite well. He's also a super good speaker and interesting person to talk to. So he got plenty of his, his kind of backstory and things in there as well. So it was quite nice to get some of the sheep worrying, livestock worrying stories are very, it's, it's partly dry and very contentious. So, you know, actually making that entertaining or, or interesting to listen to would be a challenge. But luckily we were, Cammy's a, a client of ours as well and he's somebody that, or he's a client of mine and then he also shares my sheep so there's a kind of mutual um client base i suppose so um it was good to get him on board and also we got quite a lot of listens on that one too because he's pretty high profile as well so he was a good one we also did one just recently with the hoof gp as well so um graham parker talking about his his job we talked about lameness a lot and we also talked about his um youtube channel and Instagram and Facebook and, and he's I suppose it's a significant diversification he's done and you know it was that was a really interesting inspirational one actually to, to hear the the probably the opportunities between him and Cami the opportunities for young people in farming are colossal so it was nice to get that as a wee, a wee byproduct in the wee past. So another uh, good one we've had recently was Michael Shannon we covered a lot of things in in that podcast with Michael and um we actually approached Michael to talk about his Christmas turkey enterprise and um, in the end up it was only a small part of the podcast and we we covered a lot of other issues uh, in this industry that he had opinions about and um, it was great just to get his honest opinion on these and and the way he thought the industry was was going. I think that was our record as well for the the longest monologue. I think he spoke for about fifteen minutes, and it was what he was talking about was climate change, farmers, the farming's role in the whole climate change discussion, and so it was dynamite. It was brilliant, but I realised I hadn't done very much. <laughs> you know, he was um, he was really good. Do you think that's the sign of a very successful podcast episode when the uh, producer and the presenter don't have to intervene that much and the story tells itself? I think so. I think the less of me in it, the better. I think there'll be a lot of folk who would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a sign of a good speaker as well on a podcast when they can just, um, you know, keep talking and they might go off on tangents and stuff, but it's it's great for these stories. To Do you remember in... In that one, Kirsten, we had to stop for fifteen minutes in the middle, um, because he had he had phoned in to Radio Two and landed up in on the Jeremy Vine show, 
So we had to pause our podcast. He had to go and talk to Jeremy Vine and then come back and talk to us. So he had, he had covered <laughs> a lot of bases that day. Yeah, that's right. So uh, stop talk over the next year. Uh, tell us about what you have planned. So what's about to come out? What can listeners expect to hear? What's in the plans and the works for the next year? So we've just recorded our May episode, which will be getting released tomorrow, um, with our SAC nutritionist Karen Stewart and Lorna Shaw. Um, so that's a bit about planning ahead, nutrition um, for beef and sheep systems, um, looking at silage and making the right silage for the right class of stock and uh, where savings can be made as well on on feeds. Um, so, so that's coming out tomorrow, that's the 31st of May. And uh, looking ahead, we've got lots of ideas and topics lined up and speakers. Um, and some of those includes doing a podcast on organics, organic livestock systems, um, and also looking at the likes of using EBVs, estimated breeding values, um, for tups and bulls, etc. Um, and we've also got a few special speakers lined up as well that Robert might want to talk about. Yeah, I got a bit of feedback from jock gibson so a wee shout out to jock he had complimented our podcast so you know it's it's going well and he's been listening to it and enjoying it but and i'd said what i basically asked him what what he really thought and he said it's really good but it's quite safe you know it's not and and it's i suppose it's a government funded farm advisory service podcast we can't be too controversial but what we can do is get outside the box a bit so that's what, what we're hoping to do this year is to, to stretch the thing a wee bit and obviously getting an international speaker or two is the best way of doing that seeing seeing how things go elsewhere so on the lineup for this year we've got um some of these are in various uh, stages of of confirmation but uh, we've got alan cameron from argentina so he was he he's an argentinian farmer a Scottish Argentinian farmer who hosted me in a young farmer study tour maybe nearly 10 years ago um so he's he's an awesome speaker and and gives you a real insight into what the other side of agricultural economics look like they've got low-cost systems and they've got you know negative government support they're highly taxed and highly highly regulated in terms of export so a uh, it'll be interesting we've also got a hopefully got lee leachman from the stabilizer cattle company so that's where the the ebv story really comes in they've done a, an awful lot of good work and their american work is very relevant to here so um it's i'm really looking, looking forward to that one a uh, unsure when it's going to be but it'll certainly be in the next in the next few months and then also we've got tangaroa walker from farm for life in new zealand so he's done he's a first generation a dairy farmer out there or share milker into um basically farming his way into a farm ownership but also he, he does a, a lot of social media work as well and, and is is very much in the training and so he's built a basically a series of modules for young people who are coming into farming and things and i just think it's such a good story when it comes to they've got a livestock system they've got a business that works how do we get more young people into it because their problems are 
the same as ours when it comes to recruiting staff and keeping labour and and you know that's one of I think our probably biggest problem at the moment. The other thing I think when when looking at New Zealand is I, I realised when I what I watch on YouTube and various social media platforms is often Kiwi stuff and it's because it's out of date. It's because it's six months ahead or six months behind. So it gives you time to think. Whereas we are often putting things out in May that are relevant in May. So hopefully we can start to break that down a wee bit and make these podcasts a wee bit more timeless rather than timely. Kirsten, when you're not busy recording a, a Stock Talk podcast and when you're not uh, on farm consulting, what do you have going on at home? So at home, um, a brother and I um, have a tenanted uh, hill sheep farm. We've recently just gained a new tenancy um, on a bigger farm, which is positive, and uh, we run two and a half thousand ewes, um, a thousand of which are, are crossbred ewes um, for fattening lambs, and uh, we also have 500 pedigree black faces, which we sell um, breeding stock off of both tups and and females um, and then the remainder are our blackface use run commercially um, crossed with blue face leasters so yeah there's plenty going on at home and um, I enjoy work, working at home at weekends and at lambing time etc and uh, helping out at the sale. And Robert you have livestock at home as well? Yep, yep. Have uh, not quite the same scale as Kirsten, but we've uh, 40 cows, mostly shorthorn cross cows, a few pure cows as well, and then uh, about 300 crossbred ewes and some dairy beef calves as well. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's actually quite interesting now in the air office. All of us have a farm at home, stuff happening at home. So, I've always said that, I, and I think the rest of us are the same, we couldn't do one job without the other. Um, home for me works financially because I do this, and this works because you've got contact. You're, you know, you're you're quite close to the coalface at um, at home as well. So, yeah, it's just a, we've got a bit of a work work life balance issue, um, but yeah, all good. It's uh, it's really obvious when listening to Stock Talk that you know both of you are very passionate and inspired by the things that you see happening in the livestock industry both home and away. Kirsten I'm, I'm gonna have to bring this to a close by asking you uh, the, the million dollar question which is is it harder to herd sheep or Robert Ramsey? Oh Robert Ramsey without a doubt. <laughs> I would fully agree with that. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Rural Roundup. Subscribe to this channel to make sure you get notified of new episodes and we'll see you back here on the 21st of June for our next episode. The Farm Advisory Service Podcast. Audio advice on livestock, crops and soils, environment rural business and more. Brought to you in association with the Scottish Government.